Yeah, <laughs> looked at him a lot. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so welcome to Are We Rolling? Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Dustin. I'm and Wayne. Yep, yeah, Wayne, Wayne is Cardi. here. Yep, uh, Wayne's here. Uh, Wayne is one of the other photographers in the area. Uh, I've learned a bunch from him, just kind of watching him as an example <laughs> of what to do and what not to do, and how to treat people. So it's like, oh, I'll just do what Wayne's doing. <laughs> Glad you learned something. Yeah, I learned something. So, and unlike all of Dustin's mentors, he doesn't chop me. Yeah, no chopping so. here. Might give you a noogie, but yeah, be about it. Yeah. Have I chopped you? No, no, thankfully not. We've locked up a couple times. Have we? Yeah. Collar and elbow. Yeah, just collar yeah. and elbow. Just because you were trying, like when you, like right after you got trained, you were trying to tell Shane like how to do it and he's like ah get over here and like i did it because i know what to do <laughs> slightly so i was training i was training people not really no. but you're training people and you shouldn't have been training people i don't know well to be fair because you were training at the at, same time at yeah. well i was done training oh yeah and i was uh I was requested to come back and help train also the following year, but yes, I did that a few times. Uh huh. Not many. So I suppose you're qualified for it then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes. yeah. Who else in this area is? Many other people. <laughs> a, a lot. Literally <laughs> a lot, everybody. A else. lot of people. <laughs> there's a lot of people with are, more. Experience literally more, anyone else. There's more that are not qualified. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Train. Yeah. No, I think I think it was you drunkenly at a party going, like, do let's do collar and elbow tie up. It was like, okay, like, look what I learned. <laughs> let's yeah. blast that out on a podcast. All right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, Wayne's around because you just got interviewed uh, for a little fanzine called Atomic Elbow, correct? Yes, I just learned about Atomic Elbow uh, about a year ago. Okay, because the guy that I met at an art show. Uh, Nathan O'Brien, uh, it was about seven years ago, him and some other art friends did a wrestling art show. Oh, so cool. So I went there, checked it out. I talked to him for a little bit. And seven some years later, he says, hey, want to do an interview for a fanzine? And yeah. they sent me a copy to show me what it was. And I really enjoyed it. There's some great writing in there. Uh, yeah. Some artwork, comics. There, there's some funny typos in oh, yes, yes, one of the articles. Yes. Find a funny typo in yep. my uh, interview. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's my fault or the editor who put it in there, yeah. but it's pretty hilarious. But yeah, you were shifting through something, not... <laughs> but no, I was sitting on something. Yeah. Oh. Yes. But, yeah. Sitting somewhere. But they got to buy the uh, fanzine to read all about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And they can find the Atomic Elbow online and order copies. They're five dollars a piece plus a dollar shipping and handling. Sweet. Uh, there's 23 issues so far, so this is the 23rd one. Nice, Puts yeah, and yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun. Like the just the little bit that you showed me of it. Like yeah, they'd have like retro reviews and then interviews mm -hmm. with. I like the fact that it wasn't like just wrestler interviews. It was you know other behind the scenes people, photographers, whatever. I just picked up the first four issues at a fanzine convention that was here last uh, Saturday. And the first issue had an interview with uh, Ultramantis Black. Okay. And the second one had an interview with Bryce Rumsberg. Okay. So they started off with that. But yeah, uh, the issue that was first shown to get an idea of what it's all about had an interview with a punk rocker who was just into wrestling. Oh, cool. I think he may have worked with some promotions, but... Mostly, he's a punk rocker who liked wrestling, so the guy thought it'd be interesting to interview him. So it's kind of like they interview fans who might be, you know, more knowledgeable than average. Yeah, Just exactly. to get different perspectives. Mm -hmm. yeah. that that's, always, cool. that's always kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's nice to hear a perspective from the wrestler, what they did, how they got into it and all that. Maybe some stories behind the scenes. Yeah. But, uh, and that's the fun thing about reading the reviews that he does in the magazine. Um seeing another fan's view of the show yeah especially when like it's like. older uh, yeah when it's like older shows that don't get covered as much it can be 
like yeah between that there's a, a couple podcasts like i listen to review away on live live audio wrestling they'll always go to an old like go back and watch an old event mm-hmm. and and that's always a lot of fun just seeing a modern perspective of some of that stuff and it's like oh wow what were they thinking exactly Sometimes. uh it kind of points out some of the stupid things that happened back at that time and maybe they thought it was cool it didn't work but, yeah uh in the first issue that i was just reading um the editor uh robert uh wrote about i believe it was halloween havoc 2000 and okay he had not watched it at the time he stopped wrestling for a while okay so he went back 12 years after the event and watched it and reviewed it so really with no idea of what was actually going on at the time in wcw yeah he watched it with these because they uh the main event was goldberg versus chronic and he thought how's this because they said it's a handicap match he's like how's this a handicap match he had yeah. no idea chronic was a tag team okay he yeah just a guy with a stupid name i think the real question is is how is that a main event exactly yeah yeah I mean, that's why WCW won the Monday Night Wars, obviously. Yes. Decisions like that. I was just but about to say... I think this was just a few months before the end of WCW? Yeah, because if it was October... Yeah, didn't it was Halloween w- Havoc did, 2000. Did they... WCW make it to the summer of 2001? No, March 2001. Yeah. Was... Else, there was a match uh, where two guys were fighting for to be control of WCW or be the GM or whatever. Okay. It was a kickboxing match. Um, I think it was Curse or uh, the cat. The cat, Ernest Miller. I think. Yeah, because yeah, I, I remember. God, I miss Mike, him, Mister Above Average. Oh, was it Cat Mike and Sanders? Mike Sanders? Yeah, that's a kickboxing match. I I love the fact that in WCW at that point that those could be the commissioners. Like you yeah. can either have the cat or yeah, above average Mike Sanders. Like I would be on board with the cat. Yeah, well he and I is think that who won? That's who won because I remember yeah. him being like the general manager, the one running Nitro. I, I do ran the into the ground apparently. Yes. So much so that Vince was able to, or, or Shane was able to buy it. Yeah. Man, yeah, I was just about to say, like, I can't even remember what was going on in WCW around that time, like, for Halloween Havoc of 2000. I was going to think, I can only imagine Steiner was champion. Uh, he was in a tag team on that pay-per-view. Uh, it was the Steiners. So they were back together. against Jindrak and O'Hare. Oh, that's really random. That's random. Yeah. yeah, that's random. Yeah, because that would have been... Like before, like Shane Helms, he was probably still three count. Like I think they were three his... count all the way to the end of WCW, weren't they? Yeah, that's true. But no, because he had the he had the like cruiserweight title reign for a little bit, but I don't think that started until like January. Oh, well, I was gonna but... say like when I was when I'd go through and look at WCW pay per views, like Steiner's faces on all of them because he main evented like everything in the like the last because they always put the icon of like the poster for the last. Pa- the most recent of the pay-per-views so there's like you know mayhem and yeah, greed mayhem and sin and, and <laughs> slamboree and it's all steiner because i remember he was on that like beat up all the million the millionaires club yeah well he's just a huge guy so yeah, yeah. well Looks yeah like and a wrestler. It, yeah and it's like at that point like hogan was gone after bash at the beach mm-hmm. sting was gone i think after like fall brawl sting was on the last nitro well, like he yeah. left for a little bit and then came I back. Think they brought him back. For yeah. Oh. He, he at this uh, Halloween Havoc, he had a match against Jeff Jarrett. Oh. They had multiple stings. Okay. And they brought back like this was Sting from Great American Bash, so he had the face paint from that Great American Bash. Okay. All these different uh, years of Sting came out. One even came up for, through the ring to attack. Were him. any of them real Sting? Well, they they had the real Sting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but he but just all had these other, other stings came into attack sting. Oh. So they were working with Jeff Jarrett. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds mm-hmm. like I need a lot of whiskey and I'm going to watch Halloween Havoc 2000. This sounds <laughs> like a wild it, ride. Yeah. yeah. Especially after reading this review of it here. <laughs> yeah. In the Atomic Elbow issue yes. number one. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's so funny, like, going through, because I. Uh, just watched the, the actual, the Ric Flair return, like, promo. Um, from like it was a nitro in like 98 like which i always forget that it's a really good promo even up until flair gets there like because it's arn anderson just cutting the promo about bringing back to 
back the horsemen together mm-hmm. and then like cuts this impassioned promo and then realizes oh i forgot to introduce the fourth horseman rick flair come on out <laughs> and that was when flair had been was gone that after he went to the usain asylum yeah because it was when he like him and bischoff had the the real life like feud of hit like not renewing his contract or whatever that mm-hmm. whole contract dispute was and just yeah flair not being on tv for like six months um but yeah wayne how did you actually end up like getting into like wrestling in like uh i went to a some wrestling independent shows back in 1993 okay um that's when i worked at a place called shinders okay i've heard uh, you I would tell go me there with it. my manager who at these shows he knew a lot of the people there and he knew the photographer okay i brought a camera one time and the photographer saw me and said hey would you like to do this oh cool i said sure so i started taking photos of ringside okay all the way back in 93 wow 93 yes yes uh back at the time uh just before sean waltman went to the wwe he was there for a couple of months when i started okay uh jerry lynn was there horse psychopath uh dan jesser jesser's been around that long yes Yes, he has yes horace was around in 93 oh yeah uh, even before then. Oh, I think damn. he started in 91. Oh. I think sometime wow. around there. Yeah, because yep. yeah, uh, like I know. Uh, Horace and Jerry Lynn, X-Pac, and one other guy, I remember having just a crazy uh, tag team match the first time I was shooting. Okay. Well, and like thinking back at it, because there was uh, my parents for like the Optimist Club used to run a stand at the becker county fair just as a fundraiser and i'd go because i was probably like it was right when i just first got into wrestling so i was like seven or eight so i didn't really have anything else to do but so i'd go along with the fair and then one night there was a wrestling show Mm -hmm. and i'm fairly certain horace was on it oh yeah like up in detroit lakes so it was like Uh uh-huh Maybe Charlie Norris was there too. Yeah, probably. Because he's up from the reservations in that area. Yeah, I think I time. think like the big the big draw <laughs> I want to say was like Greg the Hammer Valentine or oh, something okay. like that. Like they mm-hmm. brought in, but yeah, I I remember because as little kids, I think we actually ended up throwing some stuff at Horace because <laughs> we didn't know any better at that <laughs> point. Actually, that's sure. what you do. Yeah, yeah, throw some stuff at the bad guy. Uh, yep. I have come to realize kids are little demons at these shows. <laughs> yeah, oh, I almost God. got mauled by like thirty of them at the not the last MIW show, but the one before. Okay, I was like, there were thirty. There weren't thirty no, kids. It was, at the uh, last. <laughs> there was like a private show, which sounds dirtier yeah. than yes, yes, yes than it I is. But it was photos from that show is in a backyard. Yeah, it was Some legit backyard wrestling. Backyard wrestling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me and Airwolf tore it up and. Uh, they were not happy with the results when I left with the belt. Oh. I had to, like, ki- physically kick one of the kids off of me. <laughs> wow. No security at this backyard restaurant. No. No. Didn't you say Airwolf, like, used the swing set or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he, he was on the swings, and he jumped and ran into me. I mean, that's about all we could do. <laughs> <laughs> he saw that swing set back there and said he's going to use that. Yeah, that's exactly like, what happened. We're going to yeah. use that. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I had started watching wrestling back when I was like six or seven okay. years old. Yeah. And uh, AWA, of course, here in the Twin Cities. And then going to grocery stores or something like that, I'd see the wrestling magazines on the newsstands. Oh, yeah. Be able to find out about other promotions around the country. Cool. Other wrestlers. I'm like, wow, there's wrestling outside of here? That's yeah. It's amazing. So I've always uh, been looking at the magazines, buying the magazines. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Inside Wrestling, The Wrestler, and yep. many others that were on the newsstand back in the 70s okay. uh, through the 80s until print media has been slowly dying out, but it's not dead. Yes. Pro Wrestling Illustrated is still a thing. Yeah, it still is. I hear that. Is that yeah. still a thing? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the funny thing about that is, like, because of, funny enough, one of your pitchers in PWI... Yep. is why I don't even think you know this uh, Darren and Ryan saw one of Wayne's pictures that was my first printed photo oh sweet yeah Um, from an MPW show right yep. MPW Invitational happened uh, about 14 years ago 
yep. up in Maple Grove, Minnesota, and they had uh, some wrestlers come in from around the world. There were some Japanese women's wrestlers there, mm-hmm. Sumi Sakai, Ryan Maru. They also had Sky Day, who had a clinic that weekend. Okay. Uh, Chris Hero was there, and uh, Ken Anderson, Sean Devari were also on the cards. Yeah, was Quack in for that no, one? No. But he came, he came in the later. next time when a bunch of Chikara guys came okay. in for the World Series of Wrestling. Okay, MPW versus Chikara. Cool. Yeah, but like Darren and Ryan saw that and they're like, "Wait, there's a wrestling promotion with a school in Maple Grove," and they were at that point planning to uh, go to St. Cloud for school, which is not uh, a far, which drive is not from far Grove, from Maple Grove. So like, yeah. like, hey. Let's look into this, mm-hmm. and then so, so yeah. unfortunately, I am responsible for those two getting training here. <laughs> yeah, in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, it's all Wayne's fault. Yep. <laughs> I, I was gonna try go to MPW when I first decided I was gonna train too, but like right before I graduated high school, I found a a page online that said tribute to the final MPW show. Oh yes. And then I saw like photos, which I only imagine are probably yours. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of photos of everybody. The, I imagine the baby faces winning almost everything and then posing at the end. And I'm like, well, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did actually continue the school after uh, the sheriff, Johnny Emerald, who ran the school. He moved to a spot in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. And ran that for I don't know, less than a year, I think, and then closed it down and moved out of, out of state. Okay. Yeah, um, I was like, I knew it was fairly close after that. The like the school shut down. Yeah, and yeah. it was actually a pretty big surprise when he announced it. There was a Saturday show because they'd have weekly Sunday shows there. Uh, there was mostly the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they'd once a month have a big Saturday show, or maybe sometimes they'd bring in an out of town talent, mm-hmm. like an AJ Styles. Yeah, it was like that's uh, I ca- I came down Christopher Daniels. Yeah, I came down the first time. Uh, to see Darren and Ryan's debut and then that was also the show that AJ and Matt Seidel were on and oh so yeah I got to see AJ in like 2004 yeah it was pretty cool hot damn yeah that's pretty awesome I'm jealous of that actually incredibly yeah I know <laughs> so yeah on the Saturday show Sheriff John Ermel just sprang it on the guys at the end of the show this is you know our last big Saturday show we'll have a show tomorrow and that's it for the school didn't say anything oh, about wow. reopening up one in Minneapolis. Okay. But so at that time, all the guys just said, all right, who wants to wrestle who? So for their, they made a free show. All the fans packed the place. Okay. And basically, you know, one wrestler would say, oh, I want to take that guy. I want to wrestle that guy. Whoever got left just had like a big six man or something like that. Okay. Yeah, with, I think, believe the main event being uh, Eric Cannon versus uh, Chaos Cody O'Neill. They had okay. many feuds there in that building. Yeah, they bloody they were... wars. So were there like students still training when it got shut down? I think there were a few that hadn't made their debu- debut yet. So did the, did they kind of just get fucked or? Uh, they transferred to or went to the one in Minneapolis. Oh, gotcha. Oh, oh right, yeah. right. Because there was continue, one. Because I remember there's a few guys that then made their debut. Because at the time, Sheriff was actually running uh, the First Avenue shows. Okay, yeah, because that Avenue was before. Yeah. Yeah, because Cannon didn't start running them until 07. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, and I think Sheriff was running it right before that. Okay. Because there was nobody there for just a few months, then Cannon got it. But before that, it was Sheriff's show. So okay. it was almost all MPW guys. And then some of the sense. newer guys uh, made their de- debuts on there. Okay, cool. So it seems like he kind of stuck around just long enough to maybe finish up with the leftover students. Yeah, maybe. And then that was he closed it without telling anybody as well. Oh, no wow. People went to I heard like Eddie Sharkey went to the building. It's locked. Nobody's here. Hmm. That's so strange. Didn't tell any of the other students, but uh Ari Davari first started training there at the Minneapolis uh campus of MPW. Okay. And then made his debut at First Avenue. Yeah. Not too many people get to make that debut at a big venue like that. No. No. Yes. Yeah, so- some people struggle for years and then <laughs> and then finally get to be on the show. Yeah. yeah. I made my debut in a place. I mean, it's almost on par with First Avenue. It's pretty close. Yeah. This, you know, little tiny bar in Schaefer in front of 
oh yeah i forgot probably the, like 25 yeah, people i forgot your debut wasn't even in chanhassen or no. anything it was in and at Schaefer. least 15 of those people Schaefer. were my friends and family yeah it was uh Out of what 20 you said or huh <laughs> how many people were there probably like 20 and I'm, i might be counting the staff uh-huh. like the, the waiters and waitresses and the bartenders uh-huh. and there was probably like maybe six other people there um the honky tonk man was there and i was at a battle royal with him and i lasted longer Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. I kind of just probably was just standing there. Probably got chopped a lot. No, actually. Wow. Nobody chopped you. I mean, I think I got chopped a little bit, uh, but not like. It wasn't one of those things where everybody was like, haha, let's fuck with the new guy. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, I have too. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there later. Huh? Partaked in it? Mm, no. I don't. I haven't really done that unless they chop me first. Mm-hmm. They chop me first, and I'll give it back. But I don't usually initiate the chops. Yes, that's good. But if if they chop me first, I chop really hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was like surprisingly, Pete didn't chop you during that. I can't remember. Okay, he did slap me, and it, he caught me right on the ear, and my ear was all fucked up for like two weeks. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um and and funny enough wayne is also the first guest we've had on here that has international experience in the wrestling business because you went to japan i did yes for a little uh, bit. back in 2004 just went on a vacation there with my wife and okay. got ringside access uh using my credentials from the magazine okay yeah um the show i went to was a show at the Takamishinoku's uh, Kaintai Dojo in okay. Chiba, Japan, J- Japan. Nice. And I think the biggest star on there was the great Sasuke. Oh, yeah, cool. Yep. Which is really nice. I went to introduce myself to him after the show and told he asked where I was from. I said Minneapolis. He says, Oh, you know Lenny Lane? <laughs> because they actually worked together a couple of times here in Minneapolis. Mm. Great Sasuke oh, okay. has been here to uh, wrestle a couple of times in small little independent shows. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because like I can look it up on YouTube. It must have been a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, back in maybe early two thousands. Okay. Maybe yeah, I don't know when the, Lenny started, but maybe uh, late nineties. Yeah, well, because yeah, because Lenny was in like the tail end of WCW, so yeah, it would make sense mm-hmm. that yeah, he was yeah. back here. I remember him in WCW because when I first moved here, that was the first I saw that he had training, and that was the I was like, I know who Lenny Lane is, so I'm gonna go there. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't get a hold of anybody. <laughs> and then I found out why later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, the story of you trying to find a training school was is always hilarious. It can be wrapped up with one sentence. It was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, just schools closing down before you could get there and Oh fucking yeah. So yeah. One closed down before I even graduated high school. I ran out of money. One didn't open their doors. Uh, and then I just kind of fell into finding Terry, I guess. But yeah, I called. I got a call back. I called the number for what I thought was Lenny Lane, but I guess it was probably just prime time. And then I didn't get a call back for like a year. Wow. <laughs> but I got a call back. And they're like, are you still interested? I'm like, no. Yeah, because he, he trained, I think, one class. Yeah, that was after. That was like a year after I was already with Terry. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's when like Petey Brown and Griffin and all them showed up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he opened up and he had a nice little building too, which would have been cool. Yes. <laughs> Don't underestimate how nice it is to train inside. Yeah. Oh yeah, you with Terry, you trained outside, right? Yep, out in the backyard. It got rained out often. Uh huh. It was always hotter than shit. It was only in the summertime. Yep. Yep acorns all over the ring <laughs> yeah at this sweep multiple times yeah. good times there yeah. was a tree right by the ropes and i was always worried that when we'd hit the ropes in that direction that i would just get pegged in the back by a branch it never happened but it was close enough to where you'd worry about it yeah yeah everybody's no, like oh don't throw me against that side yeah oh don't worry about it you'll be fine <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like thanks yeah yeah but yeah, I went to uh, Japan twice, actually. Okay. The first time was only for like a weekend, and got to that one show. Oddly enough, WWE was in Tokyo at the time, but... Oh, 
I wasn't going to pay prices to go to that show. Yeah. Because it would have been really expensive. Are they more expensive, the like, tickets? Independent show, I think it cost us, like, uh, about $30 to get in. To an indie show? Yeah. Jesus. For, for that indie show there. Wow. Uh, I got my money back when I was able to shoot ringside. <laughs> yeah. But my wife still went to the show, and I had to pay, so that was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And then I went back later that year where my wife and I stayed there for two weeks. Okay. And Cork and Hall is where I saw all the shows. They had shows there twice a day sometimes. Yeah, like Cork Monday afternoon for an All Japan show. I almost missed that one because I didn't realize it was in an afternoon on a Monday. Oh, geez. <laughs> like, what? Noon start time? Oh, boy. Better hop on the uh, subway and get there. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, went to a Noah show that had uh, Kenta Kobashi versus Kenta. I believe it was the seventh trial of Kenta. Um, and went to two zero one shows oh, where I cool. got to meet Steve Carino there at the second show, which was all cage matches. Interesting. Yeah, I, th- I guess they just didn't want to put the cage up for one match because not all matches had to be. They didn't stay inside the cage. Okay. I remember, uh, Spanky um, went all over with his opponent through the arena. So okay. it wasn't everyone, you know, the only way to win is get outside the cage. Yeah, it was just... So I don't know why they had a cage for every match. It, I, you know what? It's probably because they didn't want to take it down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could only make sense. Or they didn't want to main event the show with the cage match. Because then you could, you know, cut an intermission and throw up the cage. And then when the show's over, you you know, you can tear it down. You have all the time in the world. But I don't know. Yeah, because it does take a long time to put those up. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I've noticed. Mm-hmm takes a minute uh, and the show before that the week before they tore up the ring and I heard it was because they were going to get new sponsors so they had to tear up the canvas okay to get a new mat with a new ca- uh, canvas with a new sponsor on it oh so okay. the bad guys were just tearing up the ring ripping it up using it to attack their opponents it's pretty crazy it's kind of a nice way to do yeah. it but the next yeah. thing about that cage matches where they'd go outside is they'd have the door open Mm-hmm. Much easier to shoot through a door yes. with the camera than through the uh, chain link fence, as yes. I'm sure, Kyle, you yeah. experienced. I know we've both been at ringside for a cage match together, and it sucks shooting through the cage. Yeah, yeah. I was like, actually, this this past weekend up at Forest <laughs> Lake, uh, JD Bandit was actually talking about the fact that he wishes, because uh, he was just in a cage match the last time they were at Forest Lake, he wishes like the company would have like the old school like wwe like bar cages and it was like so do i yes that would be great yep or at least like i've seen on some uh bigger shows where they'll actually cut a hole for the camera yeah they'll cut in holes the video camera guy but yeah yeah but still that'd be nice been tempted to bring some wire cutters to one of these miw shows with the cage yeah they like some holes in there they like to get cage happy over there, don't they? Well, you got a cage, you want to Yeah, you got it? a cage, use it. Yeah. And there's no other promotions in this area with a cage that I'm aware of. MPW had one. But yeah, I don't I don't think there is another one. No, yeah. I don't think there is, yeah. Well, look at that. I remember a long time ago I went to an uh, independent show that was at a, uh, like an indoor baseball uh, a dome type thing. Okay. And they had a cage, and it just looked really crappy. Mm-hmm. It, I think it was held together with like ties, you know, the, the tie straps. Okay. And every time they bumped into the cage, I thought it was going to fall down. Oh, God. So it's hard to get a good cage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the cage that MIW has is, is a good cage, at mm-hmm. least. So that was one of those things. So I was in their first cage match yeah. and I had no way I hadn't seen the, I didn't, you know, they didn't, it's not like they set it up beforehand and let us like look at it. I had no idea <laughs> what I was walking into until like I straight up walked out and walked into it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the first time I threw bandit into the cage, there was like part of me that was like, please don't break. Please don't break. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Terry tested out beforehand. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they I did. I, I just, enough. I just didn't see it. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I'm just kind of taking people's words for it. But also like if something gets fucked up, there's a lot of people getting hurt and it's going to be my fault. Yeah. yeah. Or you can blame um, it on bandit. Yeah. He's the one who hit the yeah. cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should have put so, his hand up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that was oh god, that was like the and funny enough in that first cage match, wasn't the door on backwards? 
Was it? I have no idea. I think it was. I think the whole cage was backward. I think it was inside <laughs> out. Now that you now that you now that you mention it, okay. I was like, I remember there was something weird about that one. Yeah, but well, I'm pretty it's their sure. First time putting it up. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was inside it out. It was inside out. Like it looks similar each either way, but yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. I remember being in there with Bandit and like you know. I'm giving him some heat. I'm like, this cage is actually pretty stable, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is better than I thought well, it would let's be. Really hit into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That was that was nuts. Yeah, and then uh, Wayne, you're like we've we've mentioned it a couple times, uh, like because you've been published in Pro Wrestling Illustrated and a lot of other magazines and stuff. Like, how did that end up coming about? Well, Just... that was my whole goal in taking photos was to get published. Because uh, growing up watching wrestling, you want to get involved some way. And if you don't think you can be a wrestler, you're not big enough. Back in my day, I didn't think I'd be big enough. Now I look around and a lot of guys are smaller than me yeah. wrestling. So Yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I'd see Bill Apter from Pro Wrestling Illustrated on a lot of the TV shows. He'd present like a year-end award or something, like a WCW or AWA. Sometimes he'd do interview segments and, you know, this is Bill After from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I'm like, oh, cool. He takes photos too, because I'd see him around the ringside while watching the shows. Mm-hmm. Figures that was uh, one way that I could get into it. Cool. Uh, taking photos and then also with the plans of getting them published. So when I started out, I didn't get anything published. The one time I almost did, uh, Kurt Henning's younger brother, I think his name was Randy, okay, uh, started was a, wrestling. I didn't know he and had a younger so brother. I was, yeah, he does. Yeah. And. He um, has debut match, and I was the, actually the only photographer around ringside. My mentor, Mark, was just enough not taking photos. Okay. Um, so I sent those in because they they always do this article of introducing, which I've yeah. had a couple of guys in there, uh, Ari Dabari, uh, Eric Rowan, when he's Thor of Marius, um, uh, Kurt Henning's uh, grand uh, – or oh, his um, – what was it? Amy Henning. Yeah, Kurt's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Joe Henning's sister. Yeah. I uh, got an introducing article with her. Um, so they actually ran one of those introducing articles for Randy uh, Henning. But now with my photos, because my photos arrived at the office bent. Oh, So no. Bill After sends them back to me, says, hey, please resubmit. But by the time I got them, the magazine was out. Oh, okay. Different, his second match was used. And also, uh, at his second match... His dad and his grandpa showed up for that. They weren't at his first match. Okay, so that... So, or his brother, I mean, not his dad. Uh, yeah. His dad and uh, uh, brother, Kurt okay. and Larry, showed yep. up for that one. That would have been nice to uh, get a picture with them there, but... Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I stopped after about a year taking photos then. Okay. Because film's expensive. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you're not getting any money for them. And yeah. Back in that day, there's no internet to share them with or anything, so uh, I started again once uh, digital came about. Okay, cool. That makes sense. I suppose that made things a lot easier. And I mean, I could, I don't, I don't jack shit about cameras, but I can only imagine that like maybe a digital camera is more expensive up front, but long term. Oh yeah, saving money. And you can take more photos. Yeah. yeah. I'd shoot about three rolls of film at a show, mm-hmm. and see what is it. I guess they're probably like 36 exposure, so maybe 90 photos. Yeah. And not all of them are good. Mm-hmm. A lot of them yeah, are especially, yeah, especially like not uh, like in that point. That's the nice thing with digital now is if you take a crappy shot, you know right away. It's like, oh. Yeah, you can delete. Was... Or if it's like with your settings, you're not getting it right, you can look at it and adjust, yep. but you can't do that with film. Yep. So you could be taking a whole bunch of crappy photos because of bad lighting. Uh, you're not, you don't have your camera set right. So yeah, could ruin the whole thing. And you pay for processing. Right. And then you end yeah, because that was yeah, because that was like even when I was going through school, um, it wasn't film like it wasn't photo film, but like film like uh, film for video and actual film film. Um, we did. Our first production class was just a normal video camera that we cut like together a music video, and then the next subsequent three film classes were all on actual sixteen millimeter film 
that's expensive and then yeah like you think okay the film itself is expensive and then you send it in to get processed and it's like oh my god this is twice as expensive as the film was and then you hope it turns out yeah and you just hope like okay i hope i didn't screw anything up yeah sounds like a really good activity activity for a gambler yeah Yeah. (laughs) pretty much yeah so it's much easier with digital these days Mm -hmm. you can take tons more photos you don't like what you got you delete them you're done with them so yeah the initial upfront costs more but Mm -hmm. over time it's much easier yeah or like times that this has happened we're we're getting better at it but like when Wayne and I will try to shoot the exact same thing from like opposite ends of the ring and catch each other's, and flashes. Catch each other's yeah. flashes ah yep it's like oh crap <laughs> sorry like that's actually why I end up bouncing like my flash like off the ceiling a lot is because it's like okay maybe the ceiling will be a little overexposed for him but everything else will be fine mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm always trying to be a team player. Right. There was that one time that my camera was actually setting off your flash. Yeah, I had my flash. Yeah, I had it it set on slave. So every single time he was taking a picture. Why is he taking the photos? He's over there. Why would he be taking a photo when the action's over on my side of the ring? He shouldn't be shooting over there where he's at. Yeah, I think when it dawned on you, you realized what was going on was because... You're like, okay, Kyle's smart enough to not shoot the back of his head. Yeah, there's no photo there. Yeah, it's like, there's no photo there. And then I look down, I'm like, why the hell is my flash going off? (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's on slave mode. Okay, that makes sense now. What does slave mode mean? It means, like, another light, another flash will trigger your flash at the same time. Oh, Um, so when his flash saw my flash, it went off. Yeah, it would go off. But it's not capturing a photo. But it's, it's not. Yeah, it's just going off. Gotcha. So it's not setting off his camera. Yeah, it's just not the flash. Just the flash. Is that so you can set multiple flashes yes. like around? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Like like the times we've done photo shoots and like I'll have the main one set up um, mm-hmm. with my normal trigger on my camera, and then have my other flash to just balance the light out on slave mode, um, just so that, like I said, so it balances the light out. So. Okay, right on. But I don't then have to have a trigger for each thing. Mm-hmm. I just have to have it on slave mode. And then, and then just has to remember to take it off slave mode when he puts it on his camera. Yes. Down to ringside. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, yeah, it's really annoying. It's not as bad. It, it doesn't happen at wrestling events that much, but, like, other stuff I shoot, there's the flashes now that have, like, focus assist dots, and it's just, like, a red target. Mm-hmm. And I shoot enough and fast enough that I've caught other photographers like focusing targets oh, yeah? in my photos. And it's the most infuriating thing <laughs> ever because it's like, okay, that just ruined my shot. Like I don't feel like editing out an yeah. entire target on somebody. So is that like basically like the equivalent of somebody having like a laser pointer? Yeah. Kind of, yep. Yeah. It looks like it's a laser pointer. Cause yeah, it's supposed to help you, uh, help the camera and low light uh, uh, focus mm. it's just annoying though it's like especially like we were saying it's digital if one photo doesn't turn out just check your settings readjust some stuff and go <laughs> mm-hmm. but. so when I started back up here um, MPW had that big show okay the invitational and I sent some of those photos into the magazine Pro and Illustrated and the managing editor there at the time, Brandy Mekowitz, I believe I pronounced her last name right, um, she liked what she saw and bought some of the photos. Nice. Yep. Um, so they actually they ran that first full page uh, photo that you said Darren had saw, uh, seen in the magazine yep. of Sumi Sakai and Ron Maru. Mm-hmm. And then they did a story on Sumi Sakai. And okay. And used my photos from there, which I thought was quite odd because she'd wrestled in the East Coast a lot. Yeah, plenty of photographers out there at the time. So her one trip here to uh, Minnesota is the one that got me into the magazines. Oh, okay. So from there, I got some assignments from Prowess Illustrated, such as shooting interview photos with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at an ROH show in St. Paul. Okay. So it's where I just had him sit down, and he acted like he was talking, took a bunch of photos. Yeah. They put it with his interview. 
Yeah, because you and I actually just remember because you just posted this when Bobby Heenan died. Like you were one shooting when him and Cornette were yelling yeah. at each other in the backstage. I was backstage. in uh, Chicago Ridge for Ring of Honor when they were doing a feud between Bobby Heenan. Jim Cornette is the best, greatest manager alive. Yeah. And so I was set up to take some uh, just you know face to face photos with them, and then they started going at it. Referees come in. Colt Cabana comes in, pulls them apart. Yeah, and Nigel McGuinness is just in the background working yeah, out. Like, yeah, Colt will take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all good. He's in the middle of a set. He's busy. Yeah, he yeah. was in the yeah, like literally. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think he was like on a stairmaster or something in the back of the photo. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you ended up traveling a lot. Like, were you just riding with like the guys? Yeah. Or okay. Yep. Because uh, Eric Can was the one who was traveling the most of the time. I'd hop in a car with him and some others. We'd go down to IWA Mid South. Went there for a couple of Ted Petty Invitationals. Okay. Um, I think the first time I went down there with Cannon, uh, Ken Anderson, and Rain. Okay. And I was down in uh, southern uh, Indiana, I think, actually. Yeah, uh, it's, I can't. I always Illinois. forget where it's where. Yeah, it's I'm pretty sure it's Indiana. Yeah, it's Indiana because yeah. they're still in Indiana. Can't remember where, yeah. what the name of the town was, but oh. big show. You know, I think it was a 24 man tournament. Yeah, Lots that, of big Ted, names that on Ted that. Petty but is horrible, always horrible turnout for it, crowd wise. I've seen many a video on YouTube when I was in like high school and right after high school of those. Yeah, I think though a lot of those might have been where. I can't remember where I actually started to hear about like the wrestlers from Minnesota, but it was I got into indie wrestling on YouTube and I started seeing like Cannon pop up and mm-hmm. uh, you know if I go look for Cannon stuff I'll find Corbin and then so on and so forth start finding like the fur the YouTube short first videos that would pop up and all that. But I remember the Ted Petty Invitational specifically. Yeah, yep. there's some cool shit in there. Oh yeah, lots of good matches. Yeah, lots of good matches. Because that was it was always an interesting format for a tournament. Because yeah, it was yeah, the three groups. Yeah, it was and like then three a, groups. Uh, triple threat to main event. Yeah, so it, funny enough, it basically ends up being kind of the format for Bola. Yeah, because it ends up. Bola be, does it. Yeah, Bola does it. Yeah, it ends up being a a twenty four person tournament, and then a triple threat is the finals. So yeah, they yeah. probably got that through the Ted Petty. So. Wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. Um, wrestling borrowing from other wrestling happens all the time. It happens yeah. so many times. <laughs> yep. Nothing's re- uh, original anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can have a slightly original spin on an older concept. That's yep. about as good as you can do. Yeah. That's pretty much every move that's made now. Every, you know, gimmicked match. You know, TNA really went balls to the wall with that idea with like King of the Mountain. Mm hmm. <laughs> And it's like no, it's a reverse ladder match. Yeah, and then their reverse <laughs> battle royal. Yeah, and their, I don't know, reverse cage. I don't know what the fuck else they did. Start think... outside the cage, and whoever yeah. makes it inside I think they, wins. They did. They did that one year. <laughs> like you know, I think it was. I think it was for the women's title. I think like they were all brawling around ringside, and then the two they oh, the got two who made it the in, two that made wrestled. it in the cage had to wrestle each other for the number one contendership or Please something. Please tell me Just... they had to escape the cage again. <laughs> no, that would have been hilarious, though. Um, no, because I, 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 I think I actually have that DVD. That's why I remember it. Because um, it was... Uh, Roxy ended up like winning. I just want to preface... Uh, I was kidding when I said that. I know, I know. I was I, trying I could, to make a joke. I, I didn't t- think I they could, actually did that. I could tell, but that's what shows you. You the, never know. Yeah, yeah you, you never, never really know. Well, and that's right, like... Both you're in, now try to get out. Yep. <laughs> God. But yeah, I traveled with some of the other wrestlers through uh, Iowa, North Dakota, um, Wisconsin. Yeah. And made some trips by myself to Chicago for Ring of Honor. Milwaukee also nice what's the so like obviously japan's probably the furthest you've been but like yeah. in the u.s like did you stay kind of in like the midwestern area or did yeah. you okay yeah. so you didn't go to like florida and new york or anything no, like that that would be nice but furthest i've been was that uh ted petty i think that was like a 14 hour drive mm-hmm. and then other than that uh 
Minot, North Dakota for X-Jam. X-Jam. X-Jam, yep. I think that was the beginning of their independent wrestling there. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Well, that's where uh, some of the guys that are doing the wrestling there now came from. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. I heard of Northern Outlaw. because that, yep, another... that was after X-Jam. Okay. So they broke away from the promoter who first started that there, who's also a, um, I think, a music promoter as well. Oh, okay, that makes some sense. some other uh, illegal activities. Um, Weird. In yeah. Minot, North Dakota? Yep. Yeah, to be fair, what else is so there? So then when he left, the guys that were there, that were kind of uh, coming up, they started the Outlaw, Northern Outlaw. Okay. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then people broke off from them and started their own. Yeah. I only imagine it'll happen it later. Works, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Because a lot yeah. of people get into it, it seems to just run their own promotion. Mm-hmm. They get trained, start, now they can run their own promotion. That's what everybody yeah. wants to do yeah. while over there. Not sure why. No. Yeah, no, because weirdly enough, every promoter I know in this area is like, oh, God, it's so stressful. Uh huh. <laughs> Because yeah. it is. <laughs> I do not envy them. No. But I'm glad they do it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. <laughs> but I don't want to ever do yep. it. Even if I had tons of money. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I, I would feel like I'm just kind of like, I could accomplish the same thing by opening up a garbage can and going, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Throw the way the money. Yep. yep. Because the part about promoting that a lot of people don't seem to know is how to promote. Yes. How to get people to the venue? Yeah, and be paying customers. Yes. And do I know? No, but I'm also not going to do it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> seems uh seems like a lot of stress I don't need in my life. You know, it's stressful enough just trying to get on the shows, let alone put them on. Yes. Yep. Especially now with a lot more competition coming up. Yeah. A lot of academy kids coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for spots on the card. Yeah, they're looking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're... I came in at just the right time, right before. Yep. Yeah. Stuck around for a little bit, and now they're like, "Oh yeah, well, he's been around." Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's 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 basically grandfathered in. It's like we'll yeah. figure out something to do with. Him. Yeah. Um, or as another wrestler in the area said, "I've got 13 years of experience and know how to adapt." So <laughs> that's important too. It's like, yeah, they're they're young and hungry, but I know what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got not that. Yeah. That, no. Not not quite that much, but enough, I think. Enough. Yes. I'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Other people should be. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um so but Wayne, you've been watching like normal, like the the regular WWE stuff and all that lately as well, right? Or not as not much? Not too much. I try to keep up on it. Yeah. It's on my DVR. Yeah. Sometimes I watch it, sometimes I don't. Well, it hasn't I don't have the network, so oh, okay. I miss a lot of stuff, but I'll try yeah. to watch the New Japan on Access. Yes. Yeah, New yep. Japan's been very good lately. Um, I've slowly been getting more and more into progress from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been really good because um, it kind of feels like they're the the like double a to nxt's triple a because yes. that's where like right now like pete dunn and tyler Bate and trent seven Who? uh all the, all the guys from the uk classic and stuff yeah. um are wrestling in progress between wwe commitments so but yeah, yeah. there seems to be a big surgence of uh, british wrestling right now yeah it's been a lot of fun to actually kind of just get exposed to different scenes and yeah, I've I've come over to watch some progress with you, and I I enjoy it quite a bit. I've looked stuff up on my own at YouTube or on YouTube, what I whatever I can find. Yeah, it's like a whole new world, and sometimes it's kind of like getting into a new show on like Netflix or something. At first, you're you're going to be hesitant, and you, for the life of you, you can't explain why. Yeah, but it's it's almost like there's so much that starting at the beginning, it's just kind of like looking down a long road. But once you get going, it's a lot of fun to really dig in, and that's kind of how I felt about progress at first. I was yeah. kind of like, eh. you know, I got into new Japan. That's enough. But then I started watching <laughs> progress and I'm like, mm, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. So, well, cause I like the, the closest equivalent I can and make for the progress is it feels like it's a very similar tone 
to the first Av shows. Oh, like it's very much like it's punk rock wrestling. Like uh-huh. it's Are the shows in nightclubs. Yeah, it's a nightclub. It's a it's about a seven hundred seat venue in. Are they all around the ring? No, they don't, and that's kind of the one thing I miss. Like. I don't. I uh, oh no! Like as, as, <laughs> I bet <laughs> as, as a bitch, as a photographer, oh, yes, I absolutely hate that they're so close to the ring. Uh-huh. But as a fan, like the couple times I went to Palooza as a fan, and before I started, you know, working in the shows, it's like, okay, this is so cool. It does give a different vibe to the show. Yeah. kind of like a cool mm-hmm. vibe. We're right here on top of the ring. I can put my beer right there on the apron of the ring, and you should touch the wrestlers. Yeah, shouldn't exactly. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't so. especially you know people who try to steal things from uh-huh. the wrestlers and almost get punched by said wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I I saw that when that happened. And I don't fuck with that anymore. That's why I chucked my entrance gear or tried yeah, to yeah, chuck so it over there. Like yeah, throwing it up on the stage. Well, because yeah. there's nobody there to take it. And I'm like, if I, I came out here with the douchiest scarf in the world, and if I put this in the corner of the ring, somebody's going to take it. Uh-huh. There's no way they're not. Yeah. So I'm just like, mm, fuck this. I'm going to just start fucking chucking it over the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, and that's, yeah, like the, the North Star Express jerseys get chucked up into the into mm-hmm. the on the stage like yep. nope these are not going <laughs> yeah. in, in the well, crowd see like at first stab you can kind of just you know underhand toss it up onto the stage and no one will touch it yeah. but like the caboose show i had to make it over the thing and it got yeah. stuck on the oh, exit yeah. oh that's <laughs> so, right i remember seeing that yeah somebody got it Someone, i think somebody up on top grabbed it and dropped it down oh did they i thought yeah, somebody okay. had like a broom or ju- like jumped oh, up okay. and pulled the sleeve because I, I had it in a pretty tight ball too yep. yeah so like you know, I knew that like if it stayed there, I was like, I'll get it. There, there's a broom. Yeah, on your way back out. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wasn't yeah. worried about it, but somebody took care of it for me, so that was cool. Uh, but, that's good. Yeah, I'm not fucking. I'm not. I'm not gonna even tempt that. Yeah. Well, the but. crowd wasn't as crazy at the caboose as the first Av shows get, but oh no, yeah. still, well, there's a possibility somebody still walking out taken with something. it. Yeah, with, with one of your douchey scarves. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's because no, no show is as crazy as those first Av shows no. get. Mm-hmm. So, which, like I said, I love it as a fan when you're working there, especially at ringside. And like, I'm not the smallest guy, so like, even now with the guardrails, like, oh, those guardrails got pushed in. There's no chance my fat ass is fitting in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've actually been pretty good with moving back. They, out they've of the been way. pretty. They've been yeah. pretty good the last couple of shows. So I think yeah. they kind of figured, okay, that's a space for the photographers, yep. video guys. So yep. they've been good with moving out of the way. Yeah. moving back a little bit although sometimes it's hard for them to move back when there's people so yeah when there's know, so, so many, many people, people moving yeah. didn't they yeah. try to do a few without the guardrails they, the i think it was first two shows where the where there's like one was they're close to being sold out and people were moving up close and then the mm-hmm. second one when there's the first one where they're sold out yeah and then after that they got the guardrails yeah, yeah. so were you having to like it's like it seems like it would be trying, trying to, to fight for my spot in there yeah yeah it's like trying to make your way through a mosh pit and then once yeah. you get there it's like you know you can't move around no right so you're stuck there in that one corner something else is great going on over on their side i can't get to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that seems like a nightmare yeah yeah because it's like yeah we like you and i move around a lot and then there's brian who somehow magically just teleports places it feels like like how the (laughs) hell did he get there uh he just pushes his way yeah he just pushes his way through i can it's just the fact that it's a big enough bitch to just go get a beer Mm -hmm. yeah i can't imagine trying to be a photographer and like getting to shots in time and setting up and you know predicting where they're going to go and getting to that spot when there's yeah. this sea of people shoulder to shoulder it's like you know try it's like trying to get shots of a concert but you're in the crowd yeah like yeah. And it just isn't going to happen yeah because if there was more room around the ring you'd be able to move around quicker but with having to kind of push the guardrail back every time to get around mm-hmm. yeah, you can't move around as quick so it might be like oh i could get over there but not by the time the action's going to happen right yeah, yeah. I remember one time I was standing in a corner and I think the guardrails were up. I can't remember. Um, but some guy behind me spilled his beer on me. Oh. And at the time, I'm like, what the hell was that? You never know. It's a crowd. People don't want to go out maybe and go to the bathroom. Yeah. Right. They do it right there. Somebody could have hurled too. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, 
okay, I think it was just beer. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Because at those shows, you get enough beer thrown on you. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I still remember I was... Apparently, I wasn't supposed to be on the guardrail because I'd, I'd gotten... Uh, when Darren Corbin turned on Ryan, um, I was at the little guardrail between the stage and... So yeah, they had a little guardrail oh, they had the by, the, guardrail by the concert yeah. guardrails. Yeah, I like those. And oh yeah, I love those. Apparently, you're not supposed to stand on those. As I found out halfway through the show, when the security guy finally just had enough with me. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "You're not supposed to be on those." I'm like, "Sorry." And he was big <laughs> and, t- and intimidating enough. But when I really stopped doing that, because basically he told me that, so I just went to the other side where he wasn't and kept doing it. <laughs> It's what you got to do to get the shot. Um, (laughs) And because like to me, going on the stage feels too intrusive and it's like, oh, people can see me there. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'm standing up trying to get a video shot. Um, I was just about to hit record as like Corbin's getting beer thrown at him, like cans. Was this after he hit Ryan? After he hit Ryan with the belt. So I'm standing up on the guardrail and just right in the chest oh. get hit by a beer can. Like, <laughs> oh, all right, that sucked. Well, at least it wasn't my camera. Yes. Yeah. Again, people, don't throw shit. Yeah. yeah. No, Hopefully it's like drinks or anything else, really, because I've also seen hot dogs thrown there, or little tiny wieners. <laughs> um, I I remember seeing ice. Like yep. somebody was throwing ice at John, like maddening. <laughs> I do remember there was one dumb fuck throwing ice at a. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> that dumb it, fuck. No, it Some was not. Yeah, it was not who you think it was. Okay. Um. No, it was somebody we don't know. Oh. Um. <laughs> and he didn't throw that at a wrestling show. Like that was just He's throwing it at Pete Huge. Oh, that was different. That was a different time. Has this person thrown ice multiple times? Yes, I think so. What is? Does he think he's Sub Zero? What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Just like after that, after just getting hit by the beer, and yeah, it's just a. All right. I'm glad it wasn't my camera that got hit. And all right, continue the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Um. But yeah, Wayne. Before we uh kind of take off, was there? Like, can what's been your favorite like show to shoot that you've been at? Oh, good question. Yeah. Um, I mean, First Avenue shows rank right up there. Yeah. Uh, there's a few different, you know, big moments there. Like, say the Jerry Lynn X Pac match. Yeah, which I missed. Oh, um, bummer. Yeah. Gotta catch it on DVD. Mm-hmm. That, that was a Smart Mark video. That was right after I moved here. I think. Yeah. What year you was missed that? It too? Uh, I didn't have any money when I first moved here. Probably like 2009 or 10. Oh. When it, oh yeah, when the, when they did or, it, uh, yeah, when they did it for first. Yeah. It was yeah one of. The, oh yeah, I was in Fargo shows. for that. I yeah. meant like the the last the, the retire. Yeah, I was thinking the retirement show. show. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I missed. Yeah, that. it was a heavy on wrestling retirement show at the uh, Minneapolis Convention Center. Okay. Okay. But no, this was uh, X Pac versus Jerry Lynn at First Avenue. Oh shit! Uh, Jerry Lynn had been there a bunch of other times for first wrestling, but mm-hmm. X Pac hadn't. So he brought uh, Cannon brought him in, and I think it was the first time those two wrestled in a bunch of years because I know they wrestled maybe in TNA. Yeah, I think they wrestled like and once they in wrest- TNA. They wrestled, I know, in I'm pretty sure they might have had a match in WCW. Uh, way back when Jerry Lynn was there as Mr. JL. Yeah, I was like, it wasn't a Jerry. But it wasn't a Jerry Lynn versus. They used to have a, a huge feud here in the Twin Cities on the mm-hmm. Independence of Pro Wrestling America. So it was kind of a homecoming for both of them with that match. That's interesting that they didn't get more um, more matches on TV because, like, stylistically, that's you would think like even just looking at it on paper, like, oh, that's gonna be good. Uh, they like, did for yeah. Global. Yeah, that um, yeah, like that's G- where the GWF, they GWF, yeah, because that's where they both kind of got their first national uh, recognition. Okay, in, yeah, I uh, think global wrestling. I think that's uh, funny enough. That's the episodes that are on the WWE Network. Oh, it's a bunch of the like global wrestling 
Federation episodes that are on the WWE Network are matches from around that time period. Or no, the Lightning, the Lightning Kid. Kid versus yeah. Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go check those out. Because they took what they were doing here in Minneapolis, brought it down to Memphis, I think is where Global was. Yeah, it was either like Memphis or like... It was somewhere there yeah, in the south. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they uh, tore it up that night. Uh, a bunch of people jumped in the ring afterwards. And it's a pretty cool show. Um, I I but uh, being in Japan at yeah. Corken Hall, that was pretty cool. Um, other good matches been to. Uh, the Heavy on Wrestling shows. There was one where Terry Funk and Mick Foley were there. Oh, cool. uh, they're both referees. Mick Foley was inside referee, Terry Funk outside, and it was Eric Cannon versus Ben Saylor for their title. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's quite the enforcement they got there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Sacco came out. It was actually a uh, sock off of Terry Funk's foot, which oh. after the match, uh, Cannon threw the sock to his mom. <laughs> I saw like smelling it. Oh. <laughs> Maybe she's just holding up close to her face. But uh, did he it have was just on Terry Funk's foot and then in Eric's mouth? Ugh. Oh my god! Yeah. Did he have it? Have the marker drawn on there? Uh, no, because I think he had one, but he lost it somehow. Oh. And so it was just impromptu where uh, Terry Funk just lost his shoe and then he took it off the sock off of his foot. So. That just like, I really don't like feet, and I would probably vomit <laughs> if I had to have that sock in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I got all like quiet right yeah. there. Just yeah. like I was oh. like, yeah, I was like, I know. Uh, that's why I was looking over at you. I'm like, I know where this is going. I'm a very uh, visual thinker yeah. too. So like, if somebody says something, yeah, like you the, picture that, I picture yeah, it in my mind, and I just imagine sock. like, oh, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Sorry, Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Cannon's mom. <laughs> Yeah, she probably still has that. Yeah. Never um, washed. Yeah. No, no, you don't wash that. No. Like, I would no. leave it right the fuck there. <laughs> right where it But happened. it was Terry Funk's and it then Mick Foley. Yeah, it has yeah. maybe a toenail in there. And, oh, yeah. oh. and then in Eric's mouth. Yeah. <sighs> Go... Well, I think that is the perfect <laughs> Not story. Anymore. That is the perfect yep. story to end on. Uh, Wayne, do you got anything so, to, to just plug? Just like to remind people that Pro Wrestling Illustrated is still a thing. Yep. The PWI 500 issue is out. Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin are both listed in there. Yep. I think somewhere in the 200s. Nice. Uh, the only local guys who really get known. So yeah. The only local guys in there. Uh, you can pick it up on newsstands some places. You can also order it online, and there's also a digital version of it mm-hmm. that you can get online, although the print version's cooler because yes. you can go have people autograph it. Mm. I'll autograph the photos for you if you want. I got four in there in the uh, PWI 500 this month. Nice. And you can check out some fanzines. There's a lot of cool ones out there besides the Atomic Elbow. Just search online. Yeah, because Wayne brought a bunch of them, but we just got into random conversations and. Yep. So it goes. So yeah, print that's, media that's still kind alive. Of the point of our podcast is yep. just the random conversations, right? So, yeah. Um, and then yeah, uh, and then you've got your blog too. Yep. Uh, Midwest Indie Wrestling Photos. Uh, I can't remember what the rest of the website name is. Yeah. If you search, Google my if you, name, yeah. If you search that, it's yeah. the first thing that comes up. Plus Twitter, Facebook at w a m c c a r t y. All right, cool. And uh, Instagram, yeah. Yeah, and Dustin, yours. Uh, uh, who am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the Scott Story and prowrestlingtees.com slash Scott Story, where you can get the brand new No Final Chapter T-shirt. Oh, just in time for Halloween. Just yep. in time. Just in time for yeah. Very. <laughs> I was gonna say very Friday the Thirteenth inspired, but uh, we don't want to cease and desist. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I do everything but say that I'm Jason. Yes, on there, <laughs> and hopefully, if you order it now, you could get it in time for Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, which is this month. Oh, yeah, and hopefully, I get physical versions. 
to have at Battleground on Saturday to sell, but I don't know because they're still not in my possession, even though I confirmed the design and I was told I'd get them last Friday. So, yeah. But it's wrestling, so that's what I was expecting. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, go to Battleground this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Battleground's this Hopefully Saturday. T shirt. Yeah. Um, any other upcoming events? Um, probably. Let's yeah. take a peek. And Let's and that was, if people were wondering why we haven't been recording lately, for like three weeks in a row, this Joker has been, because uh, normally we end up recording Thursday after Thursday nights, mm-hmm. um, and it was the Caboose show, a fully loaded show, and then you were in Milwaukee for your yeah. debut with ICW. What's up with the Thursday night shows? That is so odd. Yeah. Well, so if I do Fargo, um, I leave Thursday night and just stay at my parents. Shows oh, so it wasn't a show on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. But it was Friday, Saturday, and yeah. Fargo. It's so. just easier to not... I don't, yeah. I don't have to rush on yeah. Friday. And, you don't rest you know, it up for that match. Yeah, I get to see my parents, and mm-hmm. they definitely appreciate it. So, yeah, we got Pro Wrestling Battleground this Saturday on October 7th, and it's Scott Story Verve. Vor- uh, I tried to say the name of the guy and yeah. versus at the same time. Uh, it's me versus or, uh, or invite or invite. God yeah. damn it! Who I just uh, made his IWA Mid South uh, debut. He yep. sure did. Uh, and then uh, I guess the day after Friday the thirteenth, Saturday the fourteenth. Uh, An equally de- scary day. Yes, it is equally scary. And you know what? It's gonna have to fucking do for my Jason mask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> MIW go uh, returns to Chanhassen. And I will be taking on Bandit. the usurper, JD Bandit, who stole my championship at the last show. Yes. I didn't quite see it that way, but. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, you can check out all my stuff at knockdownentertainment.com, knocked out films on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Hey,